Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. Happy Smarch, Wendy. <laughs> Happy Smarch. Don't they call it like this? The it's it's the March. It's not quite spring yet, but it's not winter. Oh, so they call that time between winter and spring smart. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I'm trying to be cool here. Like I heard a bunch. Well, of, I heard a bunch of millennials say it. <laughs> thanks. Happy March to you too. Thank you very much. I don't ha- think millennials aren't even cool anymore because they're now they're too they're old. Too old. Yeah. Oh, you know, like they were cool in like 2005. <laughs> Wait, when were they cool? <laughs> I love it. Um, well, happy tour week to you. Oh, yes. Very exciting. We're leaving this week. We're heading south. We're going to escape a little bit of the yeah, Wisconsin we are, snow. We are running right away from Smart. <laughs> right. Towards the confines of Texas. Yes. And we have some exciting stops along the way. We do. You guys are going to get that. Um, our next episode is going to be a very cool interview. And if you go to our Facebook, facebook.com slash other side podcast, you're going to be able to see some fun live videos this week. That's right. And we should talk about where we're going. Yes, we should. Because we're going to be at a very reportedly haunted site in Tennessee, in mm-hmm. South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. South Pittsburgh, Tennessee is where we're going. It's the first stop. Then we're going to be in New Orleans. Yes. And we'll do some live streaming from New Orleans. Um, got a show at the Neutral Ground Coffee House. And the thing, so they call it part between like um, roads, neutral. Instead of calling it a median, mm-hmm. they call it neutral ground. Oh. So that's kind of where the name. So we're playing in between the roads. Yes, we are. It's gonna be what? a very dangerous thing, <laughs> but we're all gonna wear our reflective vests. Oh yes, we're, <laughs> we we have we have enough of those in the van. We do have reflective. Ve- My mother gives us. She's like, oh, you're so going in. You're going on a tour. Here's some stuff, and then she'll have like a like a cone, like a portable yeah. traffic cone. And like, it came in handy when our van broke down a couple did, years ago in Dallas. Yeah, we had to use our collapsible traffic cone. So thank you, Judy. Yeah. <laughs> And then she's also like, make sure everybody has reflective vests. It's very dangerous. <laughs> and now I'm proposing that we wear them on stage. At the neutral ground. Because why not? Yes. But neutral, that'll be Wednesday night, uh, March 14th. We will be in New Orleans. Yeah. If you're Louisiana. there. Yeah. If you're please in Please stop down because, boy, is it fun seeing yes. friendly faces. And if you were in Austin, Texas, come see us. We're playing there on the 16th and 17th. And we'll be hanging out too. Probably going to a few haunted locations, getting some footage and, and, and some interviews. So you can see us if you're in Austin during the South by Southwest Music Festival. Yes, Sunspot Music. You can find us on Facebook and see where we're playing and everything Mm -hmm. like that. And also get the live feeds because the live feeds are a lot of fun. And if you have not downloaded one of our Sunspot songs yet... We are releasing a new record, yes. and so we'll have some new music on sunspotuniverse.com. So excited. Is the place you go to so you can grab a free download. There will be, Wendy and I'll be playing a song at the end of this episode, but yes. we got we have albums that have big production and stuff like that too. So we, we also, in addition to having music with each podcast, we also have some sweet hard rock songs for you to enjoy. If you like hard rock music, and I know you do, sunspotuniverse.com is the place to go. To and I'm it. really excited about this new album, Mike. Yeah, it sounds good. I think it sounds great. I'm really proud of how it turned out. Yes. And I'm excited for other people to hear it because mm-hmm. we've been listening to it a lot the last we have couple been. months. Well, the thing about uh, our albums is that we take the best songs from the podcast and then we take them into a big studio and have a producer work on them and everything. And this one, I think we can tell them the title. 
Because it's coming out Are the day we, we release spoiler the... Spoiler alert? Spoiler alert. Like, what is this, 12 it's hours early? It's a sneak early? preview. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Okay. So you're going to be the first to know, listener. Yes, before <laughs> we put it. So I, uh, the name of it is going to be The Wonders of the Invisible World. And uh, if you're into weird stuff, you might remember that's the name of a, of a pamphlet by Cotton Mather that was defending the Salem witch trials. And we wrote that song, The Wonders of the Invisible World, for our podcast on... Uh, pilgrims and you know because the pilgrims are way into paranormal stuff living in you know they were thinking yeah. they were living in satan's country and were nervous all the time and uh, a good movie about the pilgrims that kind of makes you feel a kind of terror that they felt about the devil all the time is a movie called the witch oh i haven't seen that one a couple years ago okay and so make sure you check out the witch if you're interested in like how the pilgrims felt about mm. the world around them and then listen to our new album the wonders of the yeah. invisible world and or episode, uh, the one of, the one about the Puritans. You can find it. Thanksgiving episode, right? Yeah. So a new album, going on a tour, having fun. Oh man, life is good. Yeah, it's gonna be a big week. And the thing is, we're going on a tour with a guitar player, Ben. Yes. Who you, if you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard him play guitar, but you haven't heard his voice yet. You might hear it in the next episode. You don't know, oh. depending on the fun we have uh, when we're in Tejas, Texas. Yeah. But Ben's birthday is on Saturday, and that is St. Patrick's Day. Yes, it is. And that Saints means we party. usually celebrate Ben's birthday with green beer. Yeah, green, right. <laughs> Such a weird tradition. It's green going in. Oh. Green coming. Ah. Hey. So... Wendy, what are your memories about St. Patrick's Day? Are you are, are you Irish at all? Do you have any Irish? In- mm, not that I know of. Okay. But, you know, it's possible. I'm about. <laughs> so, I actually, I just had my DNA tested. Oh, cool. So, what'd you learn? Okay. So, number one, I learned that I'm 35% from the British Isles, from England, Ireland, that area. Okay. And then, like, 30% Eastern European, mm. Polish, probably. Okay. Like 30% German-French, that area right oh, there. German-French-Belgian, okay. wow. maybe. All right. Um, 2% Italian. <gasps> That's where your like of pizza comes That's from. That's right. I love it, a pizza. <laughs> that 2%, it's all in your taste buds. Yes. <laughs> 2% Jewish. Okay. So I didn't know that before. Oh, so that's, that's a little... interesting. Wow. And then less than 1% Pacific Islander. Whoa. Okay. I have no idea where that comes oh. from. But the thing is, I say you, you, they trace you back to like where your ancestor, like what year your ancestor would be full-blooded of that. Okay, I see. So Wow, so it could go way So way full-blooded back. in the uh, late 18th century would be German, Irish, slash English, yeah. you know, uh, Polish, kind of, which I totally expected <laughs> because my grandmother, yeah, you, we, we'll talk about the potato famine in a little bit. Oh, but, yeah. But my grandmother's family came over from, and she was English and Irish, and they came over during the potato famine. My mother's family is a bunch of Polacks. Yeah. Polish pride here. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and had some German too. And so, but that's all we knew. So, yeah. Um, well, I want to do that DNA testing. Yeah, that's it's cool. It's cheap. You can get like, like 60 bucks. Wow. Right so neat. 23andMe is who I used. And I don't know if the, the other ones might be better, Ancestry.com or anything, but 23andMe is the, had the Black Friday deal that I used. Oh, good call. Good call. But either way, it is fun to kind of learn some of that stuff. And it's like, okay, well... I guess we were right. We are from the yeah. British. What I want to find out is who's the Pacific Islander because it would have yeah. to be back to like the 1700s. Yeah. Okay. And how did and, they get to Europe? Or Right. <laughs> so the only thing I can think of is that somebody from the 1700s maybe came over mm. or it could have been one of the original expeditions, one yeah. of the natives that came back. That's cool. So I thought that was a really interesting thing. 
Yeah, definitely. All those little pieces put together. So the red beard, it could be Irish, maybe. Oh, yeah. I believe that's got some. Because my father has one, too. And and so on my mother's side, everybody's got darker hair. Okay. So that's my father's side. And his mother is the one whose family was all English and Irish, you know, all from the the British Isles. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, St. Patrick's Day was never a big deal to us. No. Like, we never even talked about it or whatever. We'd never oh. be like, oh, let's wear green or something. My dad would just be like, yeah, we're Irish, I think. Cool. Oh, we used to always, uh, my mom would make corned beef and cabbage. Mm. And then we'd dress up and, you know, wear the green Irish All stuff, right. you know, like the Lucky Charms. No, um, <laughs> we would do like the leprechaun games and stuff like that. Oh, You know, wow, the little, okay. like, leave little leprechaun prints. When my brother was little, we would set up little mischievous scenarios. Oh, well, and that's make little fun. Yeah, make like little leprechaun prints and he would follow them to a little oh, treat or prize or something like that's that. That's cute. And you guys aren't even, that's amazing. So like my family, <laughs> like we are very Irish and we were like, what? And you guys Yeah, like, it was just yeah, a we fun. Yeah, leprechauns and green and corned <laughs> yeah. beef and cabbage. I mean, not so much about the actual Irish tradition side of it, right. but just fun. Like a fun little mm-hmm. excuse to do things like that. So nice. that was it. You know, I remember it being like a kid-friendly holiday with leprechauns and stuff. And somewhere around college... I. And we went to college in the 1990s. Um, <laughs> somewhere around that time, I feel like... The late 90s. Let's, the late, let's, okay, we'll say the late 90s. But, you know, I feel like it changed into like a straight up drinking holiday. And yeah. that wasn't just college. It's like as adults, it's a straight yeah. up drinking holiday. It is. And we've really witnessed it because the past you know decade, we've been down in Austin. On St. Patrick's Day, right. And it's like a massive crowd of people that are out partying anyway. And then you add to it the St. Patty's Day thing. So you got all these people wearing like leprechaun hats and <laughs> drinking <laughs> green beer. And it's just like out of control. Well, you know, I thought was interesting was that I did not realize that St. Paul, Minnesota had such a... Oh, yeah. Irish contingent. That's right. They do some huge thing there, don't they? Yeah. And and my wife used to live right by the St. Paul's Cathedral, and she went to law school in St. Paul. And she said that was the first time that she'd see, like, adults day drinking, like, on a Tuesday or whatever, and walking around, like, plastered in the street. Yeah, people take off of work for it. Yeah. She's like, I don't know what's going on, (laughs) but I'm scared. Yeah. So anyway, St. Paul, we admire your moxie for partying so hard. (laughs) On like a Tuesday. Hey, it's St. Patrick's Day. Great. Are you Irish? Nope. Don't care. <laughs> take the day off. Let's party. Which also, it, as as an Irishman, I take offense. No, I don't give. I don't. But is it just in America? Yeah, it's totally just. Do in people in other countries celebrate it this way? Well, I mean, we have more people of Irish descent in the United States than there mm, are people in Ireland. Wow. So, Ireland's an island of about small. four million people. <laughs> yeah, and it's very rural. And I didn't think, I really thought Ireland would be like packed and there'd be Lucky Charm stuff everywhere. Like, no, I really <laughs> thought it'd be like a tourist trap because so many Americans go to Ireland. It's yeah, always that's a huge true. thing. That's and so true. when I went to Ireland, I expected some like a tourist <laughs> trap kind of place. And it was just this. Charming and quaint. It really was that's charming and quaint. And it really was like sheep or I remember, you know, staying in like, we stayed in like Cork and Galway and Dublin and other places. And but. We're in like Cork or something, and we're at this pub for dinner, and there's this old guy sitting there reading the paper. He must have been 109. I think it was St. Patrick himself. <laughs> but he's like 120 years old, and he's got his glasses on, and he's got his shot of whiskey, and he's got a Guinness, Aww. and he would read the newspaper, That's and adorable. obviously he's reading the newspaper like you know, like he's licking it so close <laughs> to his face, and then he would have a little bit of the Aww. shot and a little bit of the uh, a little bit of the beer. And we're like, where are you? We had to take, we had like to sneakily a take a picture of totally. him. Like, where are you going to see something like that? 
Wow. And all the things that you think you would see in Ireland. Yeah. The sheep, the people, even the guys dressed up like a shepherd kind of thing. Or like, yeah, you know, yeah. you imagine like this is, the, this is the outfit they use in a play about Ireland in your local high school. Right. Like I saw people wearing that. And I've heard multiple stories from people I know who were over there and witnessed bar fights that were the classic movie style Irish bar fight <laughs> complete with like the bouncer, Sweet. you know, taking two bouncers, taking the person and like tossing them out the door. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. No, I didn't, I, I didn't get to enjoy that in Ireland. Oh. I did get to see that in Scotland. Oh, wow. Okay. But in Glasgow, <laughs> I saw two guys stand in the middle of the road and put up their dukes, like really put up their dukes. <laughs> Until this old lady said, "What are you doing?" She stopped him. Oh, bless her heart! This old lady gets in the middle of two guys putting up their dukes and like circling each other. And it really, I was like, "I'm like, are you are you seeing this?" I was saying to my wife, "Are you are you seeing?" She's like, "Yeah, this is crazy. (laughs) This is like it's like you stepped into a movie or a cartoon or something. Like we couldn't have picked it better." Then Glasgow, the two guys, you're coming, get your thing, you're tough, do ya? Oh. And you're like, what's going on? <laughs> but I didn't get to see that. No. But uh, anyway, Ireland, if you guys haven't been there, I'd recommend it because it really is something. Oh, I definitely um, want to go. I did not think. I was like, oh, it'll be cool. It'll be fun. I really just wanted to go to England to go on like a Doctor Who pilgrimage. That'd be awesome. And see all my favorite Doctor Who things. And, yeah. And I did, and that was great. And we'll talk about that when we do a Doctor Who episode. But I was like, well, let's spend a few days in Ireland. This thing be fun. <laughs> And I was like, wow, this place is awesome. Nice. And we'll talk, maybe talk about it more later, but maybe I fell to the spell of when you're on vacation for a long time. Oh, that's okay. It felt like magical. Yeah. I've heard that from other people too. So, and I, and I told one of our our magic stories uh, (laughs) on an episode before and maybe, maybe I'll talk about it a little again later, but it really felt like this place, like, I like the stars had aligned. So I can see where people get that. Well, I mean, I don't know if I believe you, so I guess I'm just going to have to go and check it out for myself. You're going to love it. It really is. um, It's, you know, usually when you go on vacation to a place, and maybe this is I'm a jaded old man, but usually you go somewhere, you're like, well, yeah, I mean, I thought it was going to be great, and it's not really great. Like, you go there, and you're like, wow, this is, yeah, this is just like an Irish spring commercial. (laughs) Like, it really, like, I, these people live in an Irish spring commercial. Mm. This is great. So that's why today we're talking about, I guess, the only Irish holiday we have here, <laughs> and that is St. Patrick's Day. And also the reason that we have so many Irish in America is because when the potato famine hit mm-hmm. in the 1840s, everybody came over. Like, so there was such a massive exodus of people from Ireland, and so many people came to the United States that now we have more Irish in the United States than they have in Ireland, which is interesting on its own because you think, you yeah, know, really, you, f- I mean, you figure the islands would be just packed with Irish. Well, it is packed with Irish, but Boston's packed with more. Wow, <laughs> not more. I mean, but you know, just well, they the, definitely the have a lot of Irish more. bars there, <laughs> right? We have plenty of Irish bars in Madison. We too, do, we do. So the thing is, uh, Ireland's a lot of fun, and St. Patrick's Day is always a lot of fun, and. We talk about some of the favorite St. Patrick's Day legends, superstitions. It's a religious holiday. Let's talk a little bit about who St. Patrick Ooh, was. Yeah. Okay, St. Patrick. He's the patron saint of Ireland, obviously. Yeah. And I'm not sure exactly when he lived, because it's one of those guys that lived in the 5th century. So it's one of those things wow. where like the history is not all there. Yeah. Um, we only have two books that talk about him. And one is a book he wrote himself, the Confessio, his confession, which okay. is you know like the story of his life. Mm-hmm. And he was about sixteen and captured by Irish pirates from his home in Britain. Whoa! So he was born in the in Britain, 
And, you know, just imagine the Irish pirates. First, I just want to think, <laughs> like, because you always think about, you know, you think about the pirates of the Caribbean and stuff yeah. like that, but you just don't think about, like, what would I, it looks like, it's like Colin, a bunch of Colin Farrells. <laughs> Come on. Like, hey, at least they'd be good looking. Um. But it'd probably be more you know, more red-haired guys. So think about a bunch of like Lucky Charms guys oh on a ship gosh. coming there, Come stealing on. you away. And that's what they did. They, they stole Patrick. And then he was a slave for several years. Mm. Like a shepherd looked after animals. Uh-huh. He lived there for six years before he escaped and returned to his family. Mm. And then after he became a cleric, he returned to Ireland. And But we don't know that much about him. He became a bishop in Ireland. So he came there and... I mean, Ireland was already already had he wasn't the first missionary, mm-hmm. but he was one of the original missionaries oh, okay. that would convert the Irish yeah. from their Druidic religion right. to Catholicism. And over the years, Ireland has maintained a very obviously they're an extremely Catholic country. Yeah, uh, and that may just be because they were taken over by England for centuries. And so once England changed to Protestantism, the Irish were like, "Well, not us." <laughs> You know, because the English had the Irish under their heels. In fact, during the Revolutionary War, George Washington, like, celebrated St. Patrick's Day. Really? With green beer? I don't know. I don't think they had green (laughs) beer or whatever. And they didn't turn, like, the the Potomac green or whatever. I can't believe they still do that in Chicago. I know. It's awesome that they changed it. It's great. Like, it's wild. But George Washington had them celebrate because they were, it was, like, supposed to be in solidarity with another group who was fighting the English. Ah, so the okay. idea is that he was, you know, now the Irish would not gain their independence. Like yeah. We got our independence in 1776, the declaration. They didn't get their independence like 19... Wow. 1921? Yeah, that's recently. Right. Relatively. So they run, and this is why they still had trouble in Northern Ireland, which is still a part of the United Kingdom. So part of the island mm-hmm. of Ireland is still part of the United Kingdom. And that's why they still had tension there yeah. uh, all the way up until the 1990s. Mm-hmm. Um, bomb, car bombs and things like that. In fact, I mean, there's a shot called the Irish car oh my bomb. gosh. And, um, <sighs> which is a pretty good shot. I mean, you got to say, even though it's I mean, fairly... Uh, it's potent, yeah. Stereotype, you know. It's a it's a shot that stereotypes Irish people and yeah. stuff like that. It's still, I might order one on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, um, but Christians were already in Ireland when St. Patrick showed up. I mean, the first Christian missionary is Palladius, who was sent by Pope Celestine in 431. The legend, of course, about St. Patrick is that he drove all the snakes out of Ireland. Okay, and they say that that's the legend. Is ah. that the, the, it's a metaphor for snakes for paganism? Oh, so wow. him driving the okay. snakes out of Ireland. Ah. That he 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 rang his bell, <laughs> and they all went to the sea and they drowned. Like he scared them away. Okay, but Ireland probably never had any snakes. But like not like the kind of snakes they're talking about. Literally, so they, not yeah, yeah. So he drove the serpent, the devil, oh, paganism wow. out of Ireland. Okay, hmm. is how they talk about Saint Patrick. And also in Ireland, you know, we, we talk about the drinking of St. Patrick's Day. Like we talked about how it's kind of a drinking heart. And it's become increasingly so. Right, totally. Because bars are like, hey, every, you come out to St. Right. Patrick's Day. and Take Saint off Paul, of work and drink all day. Wander around in the streets. and So crazy. All wasted. So there's a legend, though, about St. Patrick and whiskey. Ooh, what? And so this is how they associate whiskey with St. Patrick. Okay, and I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Yeah. As the story goes, St. Patrick was served a measure of whiskey that was considerably less than full. 
He took this as an opportunity to teach a lesson of generosity to the innkeeper. Oh. He tells the innkeeper that in his cellar, there's a monstrous devil who feeds on the dishonesty of the man. So he needs to banish the devil. But in order to do it, the man must change his ways. Oh, wow. I like that. So he tells that, you know, he's like, okay, you know. Using that old Catholic guilt thing. There's a devil in the basement. (laughs) And the devil in the basement feeds on the fact that you're a cheap bastard. Wow. So St. Patrick comes back a little while later. And now he finds the guy filling everybody's glasses full, (laughs) overflowing even. And actually, the innkeeper says to everybody who comes in that everybody needs to have a drop of the hard stuff on St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) Oh, no, it's his fault. Because St. Patrick banished the devil from the guy's (gasps) place. And now people are taking it so seriously. Right, that they're having more than just a drop. Yeah, yeah. So the custom is known as uh, pota fadreg. That's... (laughs) <laughs> My Gaelic is poor. Gaelic is the original language of the Irish. And when you're there, you can still see. That's cool. So like, it's like in, when you go to Canada, then you'll see the English and then you'll see the French. Right. When you go to Ireland, you'll see the English and you see the Gaelic. That's awesome. And it's funny. And this is, um, I, I totally even annoyed myself when I did this. But like you're driving through Limerick and you see Limerick and then you see the original Gaelic is like Lamnock or something yeah. like that. But if you say it fast enough, it does sound like That's Limerick. Cool. So you can see like, like Lamnock. Lamnak, 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 Lamnak. And you can see how the, in the English, they would change the name to make it yeah. so you would say it. So it sounds like the Gaelic. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do with Native American names from right. Wisconsin. Exactly. Is that same kind of thing. So it's interesting to see such a, a literal example of here's the Gaelic and then here's the English. But um, the custom, so I just, Poto Fedreg, my Gaelic's poor, obviously, or Patrick's Pot. Hmm. And that's the idea that you have a little bit. Of, I didn't know he was into of, the green. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, now. Yeah. It's right, 420 on 317. <laughs> and also, they have a custom called drowning the shamrock. Whoa, that sounds dangerous. And that means you put like a four leaf clover or something like that. Or the four leaf is one in 10,000 of you getting one. So don't waste your four leaf clover in whiskey. I guess on St. Patrick's Day might be the day to do it. Yeah, if it's lucky. Uh, it's customary to float a leaf of. The, you know, the clover in the whiskey before drowning the shot. So you, you, you drown the shamrock by putting the... You drop it into the... In the shot. Shot and then you drink it? Yeah. Oh. And that brings you good luck or... It's just something yeah. you do on St. Patrick's oh. Day. I don't know if it brings you luck. Okay. But we, we can talk about luck though. Oh yeah. Because that's something everybody says, the luck of the Irish. Luck of, luck of the Irish. Are the Irish really that lucky? I think, I don't know. The Kennedys are. Certainly. Well, they're also unlucky. We talked about the Kennedy curse. Well, lucky, I mean, lucky is the leprechaun. Who makes So the lucky I always charms? thought it was, you know, lucky like they found the pot of gold or whatever. Sure. Well, the luck of the Irish, speaking of gold, that's yeah. where it comes from. Oh. It's originally a mining expression. Oh. Okay. So the reason that they started saying luck of the Irish is because some of the first successful miners in the 18 late 1840s and 1850s were people from Ireland, immigrants from Ireland that came over the United States. And so the idea was that the Irish are luckier than the other people who would come out West to search uh-huh. for. So it has nothing to do with leprechauns. No, it has nothing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a purely American expression uh, a, from the mining okay, days. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, you got the luck of the Irish. So, you know, you're, cool. you're lucky you got gold. I but, did not know that. So is it because the Irish were particularly lucky? I don't think so. It's because there's so many of them. Mm, yeah. So if everybody's coming over, like right in 
the 1840s is when the gold rush happens, the California yeah. gold rush. They call them minor 49ers, 1849, mm-hmm. you know, the San Francisco 49ers, comes <laughs> from that expression. And when you think about our biggest immigration group, the United States from that time mm-hmm. was the Irish. They all come over. They're like, oh, man, there's no potatoes. We got to get out of here. <laughs> and they all left. Yeah. So the timing was just that. Um, well, they were lucky. <laughs> they were. <laughs> that they, their timing that coincided time. with the time where a mass migration of people to the West Coast to search for gold. Yeah. And they ended up being, you know, when you come to a new country, you may stay with family or whatever that's already here for yeah. a little while. But at the same time, you're going to be more willing to go. You don't have roots in a certain place. Sure. So you're going to be willing to go to the West Coast and let's, <laughs> let's start digging. Yeah. So more Irish went to the West mm-hmm. Coast, went to go mine. So really, they are they better at finding gold? Well, if they've got leprechauns <laughs> on their side, maybe. <laughs> but otherwise... Statistically, they were a bigger part of the population. Especially digging, a part so. of the population that went out and cool. to make their fortune on the West Coast. Yeah. So that's where the luck of the Irish yeah. comes from which I did not know before. No, I had no idea. Yeah. You know, I find out how little I know about St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And uh, we can just go over some, just some of the different, you know, Saint, like things you might not know about St. Patrick's Day. Okay. You were talking about how they dye the Chicago River green. Yeah. How do they do that? Okay. It's two families that who do it. And they're, the Butler and the Rowan families, have they've been doing it for more than 50 years wow. in Chicago. And the only way you can be in the boat crew that actually does, uh, um, they shake an orange powder, and nobody knows the exact recipe except for the families, <laughs> these two families. They shake this orange powder into the Chicago River, and they do it from the back of their boat. It's a six-person boat crew, and you have to be a re- relative or you have to be married to somebody in the family to get so on the boat. So weird. And they shake it in there for a couple hours or whatever, and then it turns green for about five hours. And it's an environmentally friendly orange powder, I take well, it? Well, I, I don't know what the top secret Let's recipe so. is. Let's hope the top secret recipe doesn't have like cyanide in there. Yeah, like then. hopefully it's made out of algae Well, or you something. know what really turns it green is the <laughs> arsenic. But um, I mean, it, you just figure it's got to be such a large quantity of yeah. whatever it is. I mean, goodness. The first St. Patrick's Day in the United States was hosted in New York. 1762. How did they land on March 17th for the date? Oh, that's uh, St. Patrick. That's, oh. a, that's the customary time he died. That's his feast day in the church. Oh, okay. So gotcha. in the Catholic church, all the saints have like feast days where you celebrate that particular saint. And you can look in, like they have a calendar that says, well, this is the day that's devoted to each saint. Got it. Okay. And so the Protestants aren't into as, I mean, they have saints and stuff like that, but they aren't into as saints as the Catholics who, like, they, we love our saints. Mm-hmm. And you do. You do. And like <laughs> because people will go at, we talked about this in the podcast before when Saint Maria Goretti came through Madison, people right. will come to look at a saint's skeleton yeah. and they will pray. And it's like having that particular like that piece of the saint is like a little extra antenna to God. Yeah. <laughs> and people are, you know, are really into that. And so uh that's the feast day, that's the day that people say that Saint Patrick um was born or he died. Oh, no, I don't know. I should check. Ah, uh, the supposed date of his death. It is the supposed date of his death. Now, because of that, in Ireland, it's more of a religious holiday than a secular holiday. So here, it's party day or whatever. You yeah. Know, and leprechauns are running all over the place. It's <laughs> lucky charms in the streets. <laughs> but in Ireland, it was more of a religious holiday because it's, you know, the, the feast day right, of St. Patrick. St. Patrick's Day. In fact... 
because it was a religious holiday in Ireland for a long time, most of the bars were dry. Oh, wow. So like you couldn't have your bar open it's the and serve opposite alcohol. over there. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, not so much anymore because yeah. obviously laws aren't as religious and stuff like that as they used to right. be. But St. Patrick's Day was a dry holiday in Ireland for a long time, which is funny because now we just associate it with like, right. oh, okay, we're going to drink in us yeah. and we're going to drink like Bud Light dyed oh. green. Right. And how many, I mean, I think about how many quarts of dyed Seriously. green beer. And it's never like their best beer. They're never like, we're going to give you the good no. stuff and dye it green. It's always like, here's something some, you don't care about the flavor of anyway. Right. So here's some urine and rubbing alcohol oh, and green dye. Gross. How are you guys doing? What's that, that? Okay, great. Now, why are shamrock associated with St. Patrick's Day? Oh, I don't know. Why? Because St. Patrick used the shamrock to explain to the pagans. Oh, the Trinity. Oh, that's cool. So the Father, Son, Holy yeah. Spirit, three in one. The mystery of the Trinity. How, how can three people be one person? Well, that's the mystery, right? <laughs> so God is, it's only one God, but there's three aspects. Yes. The Father, Son, and that's the shamrock. What about the four-leaf ones? Well, that's lucky because you see a lot of clovers, but you only see four leaves. It's like one in 10,000 yeah. clovers will have four leaves. But how did St. Patrick explain that? Oh, well, he didn't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's lucky because people just consider it's, it lucky. It's just, it's got nothing statistically to do improbable. Yeah, the shamrock is related to Ireland yeah. stuff like that because of St. Patrick because of him doing that. The four-leaf clover is considered lucky because it's such a rare kind of shamrock. Have you ever found one? Oh yeah. Isn't that cool when you find one? Yeah, I run around slapping five people the rest of the day. <laughs> I'm like, want it's some of this luck? Who wants some really luck? Really exciting. You need some luck, yo. And then I, I just run around. I slap five with everybody. I pass the luck around. How about shamrock shakes? I loved them when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. When's the last time you had a shamrock shake? Uh, probably a couple of years ago. But like, they changed the formula or something. They don't yeah. taste the same. Maybe we're not eight anymore. <laughs> is the real problem? <laughs> no, I'm okay. I'm serious. Somebody else will tweet me or something if you agree that the formula changed. Okay, tweet at Sunspot Wendy. Twitter if you yes. agree that the shamrock shakes because they're not the same as they used to be. And I, right, I had one. I don't know, three or four years ago, probably was the last time. I'm like, oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> you know, I can't believe that I used to be like, oh, shamrock. You'd be like counting down the days till yeah, McDonald's has when them. When you're a kid, <laughs> you'd be like, oh my god, I'm so excited. And now I can't even think about the last time I That's ate at McDonald's. That's so funny. But yeah. um, when you're a kid, you go there like every week, and plus we didn't have as many options when we were kids. True. Yeah. You know, if you were into fast food, you had McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, Wendy's. Well, that's why I think the formula changed on them because McDonald's started carrying like making McFlurries and things with actual ice cream and soft yeah, serve and stuff. It tasted good. Yeah. But they used to make the shakes just with like the powder and I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> like the right. But this is all we have. Product. <laughs> McDonald's, we didn't know you could actually order the sundae with chocolate ice cream, chocolate soft serve yeah, instead of vanilla. Exactly. So I'd always be like, oh, fine, I'll have vanilla with the hot fudge. And then once I'm like, I was in high school and somebody like worked at McDonald's. They're like, no, you just ask us. And, <laughs> and in fact, they're like, it's also our policy to give free refills. All you can do is you just walk back up for a refill. What? Like, we just don't advertise. On it, ice cream? No, on a oh, soda. So really? Yeah. They're like, well, why don't you just. That was before they have the. Soda dispenser thing. You, but they're like, yeah, we know we have refills. Just come up and ask for it. Like it's what? in the manual. And I'm like, okay. what? I didn't know that's Oh my god! <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you can, and you can order. Like you can change around the Anything order and you stuff want. like that. Like, like I didn't understand change this. I thought your you, life. you could only order what was on the menu, and that was it. And shamrock shakes, and you <laughs> only at a certain time of year, and McRib once every three years. 
<laughs> oh god the mcrib my favorite back when i was a carnivore that was my thing i never really liked that much my brother loved it though i'm a barbecue sauce guy oh yeah yeah i, right. I see that so yeah. it's like that was the one thing at mcdonald's with barbecue sauce <laughs> I'm like yeah well there was actually a michael jordan burger during the 1992 olympics oh my gosh we're so far off track yes we are okay this segment has been brought to you by michael McDonald's. jordan burger had barbecue sauce and bacon <laughs> The same wow. right, same is brought to you by uh, McDonald's. We're bringing McDonald's back. I don't even eat meat, and I'm bringing McDonald's back. Okay. Actually, McDonald's is going to have a veggie burger, I think, at most of the locations well, right now. So I don't mind supporting time. that. I don't mind supporting that. Giving people a, a different option, I think, is a great idea. Yeah, I agree. But speaking of things that are bad for you, uh, St. Patrick's Day, people drink 600,000 pints of Guinness. What? Yeah. 600,000, over half a million pints of Guinness on St. Patrick's Day. Um, that's a lot all, but I'm, I'm sorry I'm completely wrong okay, on the regular day people drink 600,000 pints of Guinness in the oh, United States okay. on St. Patrick's Day they drink 3 million okay I was gonna say it didn't seem like that much yeah huh. 3 million pints of Guinness on St. Patrick's Day so them that's like the Super Bowl they're like, oh, yeah here comes St. Patty's yeah. we go again yeah. rich ching ching yeah. And also, here's a tip for the perfect pour of Guinness. Ooh. That you tip the glass at 45 degrees, <laughs> and then you pour it till it's three quarters full. Then you let the beer settle, and then you let it go to plate at the top. Also, Guinness, while alcohol is, I mean, generally bad for you. I'm saying this as I'm drinking a Pabst right now. Ooh. We have this conversation. Yeah, it's not very Irish of me. Like, um, But sometimes you go with what you have. Yeah, sure. But Guinness is also one of the lowest calories of the beers. Really? Yeah. That's surprising because it's so thick. It right. It feels tastes, like it should be, yeah. but it's not a heavy alcohol beer. Huh. And it's like the, it's got a lot of flavor. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not like Miller Lite or Michelob no. Golden Ultra, which of is course. water with some rubbing, yeah, yeah. rubbing alcohol no, poured no. in. It was uh, <laughs> disgusting. Um, oh, I did, did I mention that last week on our last episode, the end of the Phoenix Mesa Marathon? There was no beer. Oh, I know you told me about it. Yeah. I don't know. So if it always was... at the end, we always get excited because it's like yeah. usually there'll be a couple of beers after you finish. Yeah. And in that's the, customary. The half marathon I did in September, yeah. they had like all you can drink oh, after the marathon. Goodness. And I'm like, you're driving, dad. He's like, I'm an 80 year old man that just ran 13 miles. And I'm like, shut your mouth, you're driving. Oh, but it tastes so good after you've run. It does. Like, because you're so just craving awesome. the carbs and it's yeah. cold and it's like, oh. Yeah. But, and um, most of the time, it's Michelob Golden Ultra at the end of the marathon. Which is what they had at the end of the one I did last year, the Madison Marathon. Mm-hmm. And I was really kind of offended, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I ran 26.2 miles right. for this. I burned 3,000 calories, so now you can give me a light beer. Right. No, I burned 3,000 calories so I can have some barley wine. <laughs> what are you doing to me? Yeah, I thought for sure, being in Wisconsin, there'd be some right. kind of delicious yeah, you know, that, craft beer. Or that something all you can at the drink end. was at least New Glarus. Oh, so that's all great. you can drink Spot Account, which is very refreshing yeah. on that nice warm day. Delicious. And, and I'm just thinking about it with a big okay. smile on my face. Well, but, again, <laughs> we are off track. <laughs> we find right. ourselves off track a bit, but getting back to the Guinness, low calories. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, hey. so Guinness is uh, one of the better beers you mm. can drink. And we welcome you guys to have a bunch of them on St. Uh. Patrick's Day, especially <laughs> if you're in Austin and you come see our show. There we go. There we go. And wish Ben a happy birthday. Our yeah, guitar wish player. Ben a happy birthday. And actually, if somebody who listens to the podcast comes to the show, oh. wishes Ben a happy birthday, we're going to buy him a Guinness. Most definitely. So make sure if you listen and you're in the Texas area. That's right. Get a free drink from Sunspot yes. when you come. Out. See us on St. Patrick's Day. I'd love to see a listener at the show. We'll give you a little bit of Lucky Irish <laughs> that day. You know, when people talk about St. Patty's Day, they also talk about leprechauns. 
Yes. What is the deal with leprechauns? Well, they're like the traditional, um, like the fairy of Ireland. So we think about leprechauns. I mean, we think about lucky uh, lucky charms, right? Yeah. And or that movie, the leprechaun. Oh man. I, okay, so let's go back to like 1993, I think. Leprechaun comes out, and my mom has preview tickets. Oh, you got so many freebies. Because my mom would, so awesome. she would always win the contest from the radio station. And so then she eventually would get on the list where they would send her tickets to the Milwaukee premieres. Now, the Milwaukee premieres usually weren't that cool because there's no red carpets in Milwaukee. Right. But what we would have, though, <laughs> is that you have somebody from the radio station would show up and you get like some free t shirts. Yeah, posters, that's whatever. fun. And it's <laughs> not exactly a red carpet, but hey. But, you know, we'd usually go to the ones on the south side of the city because it was close. You'd get there in 15 minutes. Uh-huh. But every once in a while, there'd be somebody on the north side. My mom's like, well, we got free tickets to Leprechaun. And you want to? And I wanted to see a horror movie. You know, I'm like 14 of years Of course old, you do. I'm like, yeah, let's go see the horror movie. Awesome. <laughs> and it was all the way at North Shore, which is out by you. Way right. up there. So it'd be like 45 minutes to get to the movie yeah. theater. So I had to be like, no, let's really, let's go. You really wanted to see it. Yeah, I wanted to see a horror movie. And it was going to the premieres is fun. Definitely. You know, they're usually on Tuesday. It's an event. So it gave you something cool to do. Or you'd come to school the next day and have like a movie t-shirt. <laughs> or something, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And it'd be a t-shirt that nobody else could get. Because right. you'd only have them at the movie premiere. Yeah. And so, okay. So then we go see Leprechaun. I think I saw the Leprechaun poster. have a Leprechaun button. The Leprechaun poster might be my... I my feel parents like I, house. did you have that up in the dorms? I probably put, I feel put like it in the dorms. Like it's been so kitschy it at that point yeah. that I probably put it up in the dorm. So we go see Leprechaun and it's horrible. Oh no. Like the first Leprechaun is a, uh, I mean, it's not a great film. It's got some funny moments. Jennifer Aniston's first big screen performance. Really? Yeah. She's the older sister in Leprechaun. Wow. Okay. I have to admit I've never actually seen it. Okay. You're not missing a lot, but I don't know on some kind of like corny movie yeah. night. Like it's it's funny. I kind of want to see it because I remember the ads for it and everything. Warwick Davis uh, plays the a titular leprechaun. Warwick Davis uh-huh. is the guy that played Willow, right? And he was the lead Ewok. Okay. In he was Wicket the Ewok awesome. in Return of the Jedi. And that was his first role. He was just a kid, like when he got that role. Wow. And, Cool. Anyway, so so Warwick Davis plays the leprechaun. He's all uglied out and stuff like that. He doesn't look like Willow by this point. Yeah. But it's got some funny moments, and the ending is like the ending made me laugh. You know, like there's okay. some good moments at the end. So, Leprechaun, is it worth watching if you got nothing else to do on a Wednesday? Yes. As a teenager in 1992 or whatever, was it worth going to see all the way to the north side on a Tuesday night? Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, this is great. great. Like, of course the movie's bad. But I love bad movies. So I was like, maybe this- maybe that's one we should have our, uh, for, see if our Patreons want to. See, want to have a scene on the side movie night. We watch the original Leprechaun. That would be fun. I'd like to see. I, can, I haven't seen this since it came out. Yeah, I think like, it'd be fun. But but Leprechauns were their fairies. They they were mischievous. Okay, so yeah, they would like mess with things in your house or your garden. Right, and, and the idea is they have this pot of gold, you know, and so they're always hiding. They're they're hoarders. Oh, okay. So leprechauns are always hiding. They're protecting their treasure, and that's why they're mischievous. That's why they're screwing with you because they don't want you to get close to their pot ah. of gold. And so that's where, you know, we we get the whole idea of lucky charms, and they're lucky because they they're rich. And the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I don't know that that has anything to do with it. Oh, is that a separate thing? That might just be like the only, you know, if you can find the end of rainbow, you get a pot of gold. So Lucky Charms has literally, like, cornered the market. Made us think that that's right. related to leprechauns mm-hmm. because oh my god, 
So what are the lucky charms though, real quick? If we can oh, remember it. Um okay. Gold wait. There's a rainbow, there's a diamond, the horseshoe. Now the purple horses were new. The purple oh. horses like happened like in the middle of when we were kids. So I can't even remember because the commercial they used to be like gold star, blue diamond. Right. You know, a pink something. Yeah, I circle. don't remember any of that. I mean, it's been so long <laughs> since it has any lucky charms. I haven't either. Or alphabets or anything. Like I just said, is like, there a shamrock? Is, there should be a sh- I'm sure there's a shamrock. A shamrock. <laughs> it's like all the symbols from playing cards, right? And then a rainbow. Oh, maybe spades. No, there's no spades in the luggage. No. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Slam. <sighs> but so I, uh, I always did enjoy Lucky Charms. My parents would weren't really big on sugary cereal. Did you eat the marshmallows first or last? Oh, or did you eat them like mixed in? I eat them mixed in. What? I like them. I like them puffy with the milk and stuff like oh, that. Man. Like I did. I like them puffy, full of milk. Is how I. I would the always eat the cereal pieces first. Yeah, and then leave. So I just had a bowl of marshmallows oh. and milk and then i would eat all the marshmallows together so okay but now you can buy just the marshmallows oh, did you wow. know that no yeah. of course i didn't know that because <laughs> i'm 40 years old you think i <laughs> i buy marshmallows with a lucky charm it's like it's like how sad do you think i am you didn't know that oh what are you God. doing oh wow okay. like wow you're this you're, se- you're se- morning your mornings must suck and this segment was brought to you by Kellogg's. <laughs> or, I don't even know who makes Lucky Charms. Okay. okay. So the thing is, Purple Horseshoes were the only reason I really wanted to bring up Lucky Charms besides the whole relationship with St. Patrick's Day and the pot of gold and stuff is because why are horseshoes considered lucky? That's because, well, I, I'm not sure why it's a horseshoe, but I remember learning that you have to have it like the U. Okay. You have to hang it up like that because it holds the luck in. Oh, you don't that's hang interesting. It up I didn't know that. You're not supposed to hang them up upside down because then the luck pours out of it. But why is a horseshoe lucky? Okay. According to ancient folklore, the small framed fairy folk that existed in the Stone Age across Northern Europe, the British Isles, um, when the, the Celts began really selling the area in 400 BC, the fairies hid in forests and camouflaged themselves by wearing green. Okay. The leprechauns. Yeah. So... The settlers who came into the area for the first time were telling stories about these mysterious, magical little people living in the woods. Elves, goblins, leprechauns. Oh, my. Thing. Right. Elves, <laughs> goblins. Oh, my. If you think of, if you guys read the song Ice and Fire, that's, I mean, it's basically we're talking about the children of the forest from okay. Game of Thrones. So now these goblins and fairies were accused of causing misfortune among the settlers from casting spells that prevent moo cows from giving milk chickens from laying eggs infertility in couples the whole idea of the, wow. you know so they, they something to blame their misfortune on their yeah. bad luck now of course babies kidnapped by fairies being replaced by strange beings changelings Ooh. that's a you know some some so your your baby gets stolen by fairies brought back as a it may look like your baby but oh, it's really a, gosh. you know really a creature of magic and stuff that's creepy that's one of the oldest stories but the idea is that you need iron to protect yourself against these goblins and fairies and leprechauns and things oh, and so, that's right so goblins are afraid of metal weapons that's the idea that iron metal that um, was a theme in the um the name, name of, of the wind. wind yeah yeah wasn't that the thing where it, to fight the demons, they had to use iron. Right. 
And so that that's that whole idea that because these are creatures of the old days. Mm. These are creatures of the Stone Age. Uh-huh. It's the iron, the, it's the it's the metal age, bronze, iron, steel. I mean, I didn't have steel at the time, but, <laughs> you know, but these metals that we created as we started to be able to dominate our environment, yeah, yeah. to take over our environment, mm. the old creatures from the magical world are afraid when we get metal. Huh, cool. Just like people that like wuss rock are afraid when the metal people show up. <laughs> oh, man. So the horseshoe's made of... Iron. metal and therefore to, to ward off goblins and evil spirits from their homes the people hung iron horseshoes over their front doors horseshoes were doubly frightening to the little people because they also looked like the celtic moon's god's crescent oh. says a guy named donald e dossie in his book holiday folklore phobias and fun so <laughs> it's a nice alliteration there although the lucky emblem status has survived over the centuries there's still some debate over the proper way to position a horseshoe in ah. order to repel bad fortune oh, okay some people believe that the horseshoe with the two ends pointing up collects the good luck and keeps it from falling out like you said yeah while other traditions state that the two ends should point downward so that the luck pours onto those who walk through the door oh that's really unfortunate i mean they're completely opposite <laughs> right so what do you do you have one of each maybe yeah maybe mm. so it, it also holds the luck in and then it pours it over i mean or maybe you realize that these are bronze age superstitions <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking with the u like with the ends pointing up because if it pours the luck on somebody then the luck's gone right for the next person so okay so <laughs> stick with the u i'm with you i don't know i don't have any horseshoes so Either do I. I have none hanging over my door. All right. Now, I could talk about St. Patrick all day, obviously, because obviously there's a lot of Irish things in our lives and and things that we don't even think about most of the time. But what's something you hate about? We talk about the things we like about it. The partying, (laughs) the leprechauns, the wearing green. The eating corned beef and cabbage and potatoes. Right. The mm. the shamrock shakes that we used to love as children. Like Those are things we enjoyed about. What's something you hate about St. Patrick's Day? I don't like people pinching. If you don't wear green? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody likes that. I don't like that. That's not okay to just pinch somebody. No, especially not today. Like, it's not <laughs> really like we don't not. just all touch each other and no. pinch each other today. So why on earth would that come about to be? I mean, I get, oh, you're just a party pooper. You're not wearing green. Right. So we're pinching. But that doesn't mean you get to just pinch somebody. So where did that come from? That now comes from the 1700s. It's been Whoa. going on in the United States since at least the 1700s. What? Well, that's... Going back to the fairies and the leprechauns oh, and the okay. little people. So the idea is the people try to pinch you and then say a leprechaun did it. Oh. So somebody sneaks behind you, gives you a little pinch on the rear or whatever. And then like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, who did that? Like, I don't know who did that. It was the leprechaun. Oh, my gosh. And wow. the leprechaun's doing it to remind you that it's St. Patrick's Day and you Respect. should be wearing green. That you should be thinking about green. Yeah. And even though, I mean, St. Patrick's not even actually associated with green. Yeah. Like his color is originally blue. Oh, okay. It's just that green is the color associated with Ireland eventually. Right. And so because of that, then it's if you're Irish, you wear green to be like Ireland on St. Patrick's Day. And then if you're not wearing green, I'm going to pinch you and tell you the leprechaun did it. Number one, because I'm a jerk. Yeah, because, okay. So it's just an excuse. It's just an excuse to grab to people. To go and assault people. Yeah. And then not take the blame for it. Yeah, that's exactly wow. my people Don't do, do that. Well, I don't do it. You look at me like I don't do that. When's the last time I pinched no, anybody? No, I'm just saying in general. All right, yes. Don't be one of those people. <laughs> that's mean. That pinches people on St. Patrick's Day. If you're one of those, don't be a jerk. Green or no green? Yeah. 
Just don't pinch Let people. people wear what they want. If they right. want to be festive, go ahead. It's okay to say something though. You're a party pooper. Yeah. Stop being such a party pooper. your enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. But don't give them a pinch because that's no. rude. Especially if you're a man and a woman. Oh my goodness. It's not the time no, for pinching. No, 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 no. Okay. So the last thing is we do have a weird thing in New Jersey. This is from weirdnewjersey.com. Okay. Uh, about, well, St. Patrick's related. So I'll start with a story. This is from okay. weirdnewjersey.com. For several years now, we've been hearing stories from the residents of Keyport of a strange, mysterious image that appears at night on the facade of a church located in their town. Known in local lore as the image of Satan cast. It's said to resemble a devilish face, which reveals itself on certain nights when an unknown light source casts a shadow from a statue mounted on the church's exterior. The shadowy specter is said to be well-known amongst the local teenage population who have been known to congregate beneath the unholy visage. Although the church is named for St. Joseph, the earthly stepfather of Jesus, right? Joseph, Mary's mm-hmm. husband, who, you know... Was cuckolded by God. He's like, I'm going to sneak one in here by you. Uh, the statue that casts the shadow in question is the likeness of St. Patrick. Oh. The figure is mounted about nine feet above the ground at the back of the building. It holds a staff and has a serpent coiled at his feet. The, they're the, the titular Chasing snakes yeah. out of Ireland, St. Patrick. There's a Celtic cross and shamrock decoration affixed to the wall above his piously high pointed hat. So during the daylight, it looks like, oh, there's St. Patrick. You know, with the with the shamrock and everything, how fun is that? But at night, the shadow looks like the devil himself. Whoa, cool! So here, take a look at the Satan cast by night. Oh, that's okay. I see, you see it. it. I see it. So the three D shape with uh, light cast upon it at a certain angle looks like a devil. A shadow that's kind of a devilish, like like a head of the devil. Mm-hmm. So it's a full body of the saint, but then it looks like a devil head that's kind of right. cool actually that is kind of cool and so we'll put that in the notes we'll put the link to the story on weirdnewjersey.com so that's the that's the idea that's the image <laughs> that's the image of satan cast uh at saint joseph's catholic church <laughs> in keyport new jersey so that's the closest thing when i was looking for saint patrick and the devil like that's one of the things that came up uh, that's uh, that cool. i thought was pretty funny that a, a devil image appearing from saint patrick stuff yeah since we've been talking a lot about irish history mm-hmm. I stumbled across an Irish history podcast that's really good. So if anyone's interested in uh, learning more about Ireland, oh yeah, it's just called the Irish History Podcast. But I started listening to it because it starts at the very beginning and it talks about what a difficult life people had, you know. Yeah, no, back, I mean back in the day and how brutal it was as the the Crusades came through and just it's a really interesting and the the, the guy does a really nice job of telling the history so oh, give, okay. a, give a fellow podcaster a shout all there. right that sounds good <laughs> check out the irish history podcast if you yeah. can if you like history yeah and the thing is we, we laugh about the luck of the irish you know <laughs> and i've kissed the blarney stone <gasps> you have yes and there's a <laughs> the funny the, the local legend is cool. that when locals get drunk they come by and they pee on the Blarney Stone. Uh, <laughs> so that when the tourists come by in the morning, <laughs> their lips are, oh, their lips are touching it. And it is, I mean, there's a lot of lips that touch that Blarney yeah. Stone. Do they sanitize and, it? No. Oh, no. You just get there, they, dun- they dunk your head back. And yeah. then uh, you, you, like, you put your head down. And, You're doing like a back bend, basically, mm-hmm. right? And then you kiss the Blarney Stone. Upside down. And I mean, and that part's kind of cheesy. And you wait in line, maybe wait like half an hour. I mean, it's not even as bad as waiting at yeah. like a Six Flags or something. And you just kind of do it and then you keep moving on. Do it, keep yeah. moving on. 
but the Blarney Castle, beautiful, really cool. beautiful grounds. Oh, cool. Like it's really cool. That's one of the places where everything felt strangely magical. I saw a tulpa, yeah. and uh, it was just something else. So that's cool. Uh, that All was right, one of those, it's one on of those the list. Beautiful magical Irish places is the Blarney, Blarney Castle, and it was it's not tourist trappy at all. Like there's not like a big sign. There's like a leprechaun with like a, like a hand pointed, like go see the Blarney Stone. You're like it's nothing like that. It's just it's just really That's nice. That's cool. Really, just, nice. and it's pretty castle. Just bring your hand sanitizer and make sure you rub it all over your right. lips afterwards. Like I would. Well, what I would do is <laughs> if you bring some whiskey, so bring some Jameson. There you go. Take a swig of Jameson. Just give it a kiss. It all over the place. Take a swig yeah. after, and then rinse your mouth with Jamo, okay. and then you're having a true nice. Irish experience, my friends. Okay. Speaking of the devil. You know, a band that we've gone to see in the past, Wendy. <laughs> remember, we spent six hours in the car going to see Metallica yeah, in 1996. And we just talked about this in the last yes. episode. Yeah, I feel like we brought it up several times because it was such a cool trip. It was. I mean, Lollapalooza, back when Lollapalooza was like a traveling circus kind of thing. Basically, yeah. And uh, 1996, we went to go see Metallica play. And then Metallica helped repopularize the song we're about to do. That's right. In the late 1990s, they did a they did a version of it on their Garage Incorporated album, where they did it. <laughs> they did like a tribute to a great Irish rock band from the 1970s, Thin Lizzy. Yeah. And uh, Thin Lizzy was really the brainchild of Phil Lynott, who was a bass player, singer, and one of the only like black Irish hmm. musicians. Who really made it? And so we, the black Irish is a term for Irish people with dark hair. Yeah. And the idea behind that, and I, I just learned this a few years ago, the idea behind black Irish is that when the Spanish Armada broke apart in, you know, the, the Spanish Armada was coming to England and there was a huge storm and the Spanish Armada was completely decimated. Uh. Um, and so they never made it, to, they never got to attack England. Oh, bummer. <laughs> you know, so Spain was going to attack England in 1588. Oh. And then it just, boop, it all oh. kind of fell apart because the Spanish Armada mm. all fell apart in the ocean with a storm. <laughs> so the Spanish sailors caught, like, a lot of them ended up on in Ireland. And so ah, just, they okay. stayed, uh-huh. you know, assimilated in the population. And so that's where dark hair, huh. dark features and stuff that you do not normally associate. We were joking about Colin Farrell before. Colin Farrell <laughs> is Irish, but he's got dark features. Yeah. Black Irish. All right. Phil Anat from... Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy was actually a black eye. <laughs> not a not black Irish. So when people referred, like, a, an, I, he, instead of a black Irish musician, he was an Irishman who was black. African. I think it's Afri- African African Irish. I think it's there the you go. It, is the way to put. It. I don't know how to say, it, but yeah, that's one of the things that made it cool. Like, yeah. it, made it, it was very different. And it's Thin Lizzy had this dual guitar attack. Mm. Phil Lynott was this amazingly talented storyteller and singer and bass player, uh, who unfortunately died in 1986. Mm. But the song that made them famous was this old Irish ballad, "Whiskey in the Jar." And they did a rocked-up version of Whiskey in the yes. Jar as like a lark, had to go in the studio, and then it topped the Irish charts for three months. It's a great song. And, and, and their version is awesome. So mm-hmm. awesome that, you know, 30 years later, Metallica does a version of it. Yeah. It's hugely successful again. This song is played on rock radio all the time. And it's just funny because they didn't like it. <laughs> they did it as a lark, and it ends up becoming their, their ticket like, to primary. fame. Is this thing now, Whiskey wow. in the Jar. And, like, and now oh. they have to play at every concert right. or people are going to revolt. <laughs> but I got to thank him for it because it really yeah, is a great version. It is. And we're going to do an acoustic version then of Whiskey in the Jaro.
for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side. Now, everybody, if you want to be lucky, like the Irish, you are going to want to join our Patreon community. <laughs> ah, And that yes. is one way to ensure luck. Hey, me lads and me lassies. <laughs> so what you can do is you can put a horseshoe over your front door. You can find a four-leaf clover or you can become part of our patron community. There you go. And you can do that by visiting othersidepodcast.com slash donate. And one day you might be as lucky as Dr. Ned. Oh, Dr. Ned. He's on the lucky level where we talk about him in every <laughs> single episode. And so Dr. Ned's at the Patreon level where we luckily mention his lucky name. Yes, Lucky Ned. Every single episode. And you can be that too. Yes. And you can find that all at lucky, H-T-T-P, <laughs> othersidepodcast.com slash donate and mike i think we are actually the lucky ones because the patreon supporters that we have currently are amazing people they are absolutely amazing so it's it's a community that we enjoy talking to people having fun talking about paranormal stuff talking about rock and roll just getting together once a month and having these conversations and you're absolutely right fun times i feel incredibly lucky (laughs) to have them and so we'd like you to join as well and you can do that at othersidepodcast.com slash donate and thank you You're a party pooper. Yeah. Stop being such a party Dude, pooper. Well, you know what really turns it green is the arsenic. <laughs>